This podcast episode is brought to you by Astrologer Connect, your premier source for astrology readings. Hi there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the Cosmic Calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the planet Jupiter coming out of retrograde on November 23rd. Now, this is something that a lot of people are looking forward to. Why? Because Jupiter is the planet that's often associated to good luck and fortune in astrology. And so the general assumption is, is that when the Jupiter is retrograde, uh, that's a period of time when fortunes aren't easy to make and, and good luck is hard to come by. But but when Jupiter turns direct again or comes out of retrograde like it does on November 23rd, well, that's when you can expect the pennies to rain from heaven, um, for fortunes to increase and for your coffers to grow. Uh, and that's is because Jupiter is associated with prosperity. The reason that Jupiter was associated and is associated with prosperity in astrology is because Jupiter was named after the Roman god Jupiter, who in turn was uh, named after the Greek god Zeus. And Greek god Zeus was a god of fertility in Greek mythology. He ruled the skies and he ruled the storms. And so whenever there were storms and rain fell from the sky, then things grew. And so people associated this with fertility, with, with, with an influence that brought about the begetting of life. And so this is something that's always been associated with the planet Jupiter. It's a Benefic, along with the planet Venus. Benefics are planets that bring good things to you in life. And so this is why everyone is really sort of sitting on the edge of their seat and waiting for Jupiter to come out of retrograde on November 23rd. Isn't that going to be a wonderful, lovely thing? Well, as you've probably gathered by now, astrology doesn't quite work like that. Uh, there are all sorts of different layers and nuances that are to be taken into account when interpreting the behavior and the direction of the planets. So what we have with Jupiter, which is basically still a planet of benevolence, Jupiter bestows good things. That's what it's supposed to do in an astrological chart. It's supposed to bestow good things, and it's also supposed to bestow protection, just like Jupiter the planet does in our solar system. As you probably already know, Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system, and as such, it's the planet that drags into its gravitational pull all the meteorites and asteroids and space debris that would have have pulverized us long ago if Jupiter weren't there standing as a sentry on the edge of our solar system. So Jupiter has always had this role of benevolence and also protecting, that actually his protection brings benevolence. And so these are all seen as good things. 
What's not as well known, however, is that Jupiter and the planet Saturn are like flip sides of the same coin. They're basically the flip sides of fortune. Now, Saturn has a reputation in astrology as being a negative side of fortune. It's uh, it, 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 it rules over tests and trials and tribulations and all sorts of setbacks that take away the things that you've earned in good standing. Um, it's eroded your beliefs and caused you great uh, uh, tribulation and stress in your life. So Saturn was always sort of seen as the hand that taketh away. So Jupiter and Saturn, you can sort of think of in astrology as Jupiter, the hand that giveth, and Saturn as the hand as... Uh, 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 taketh away. Okay, and so it's Saturn that's seen in its taketh away uh, position as being more nefarious and being more negative, and that's why it was regarded as a malefic. But the two are very much joined at the hip. They are both planets of tests, okay? Now, Saturn tests by making things more difficult, by making things more arduous, by increasing uh, the challenges and the stakes as you try to progress forward into your life. And Saturn does this with a sort of understanding that uh, going through hard things and difficult things builds character, or at least that's how it's interpreted nowadays. And so Saturn was pretty much known as the character building sign of, of the uh, zodiac, uh, the character building sign of astrology. Whatever doesn't uh, destroy you makes you stronger. Or I think as that song goes, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Okay, so this is a sort of Saturnian anthem. Okay, so Saturn is always ready for things to be very difficult and things to be very trying. Uh, Jupiter tests. Jupiter tests as well. But in some ways, I kind of think that Jupiter's tests are more nuanced. Jupiter tests you by giving you good things, okay? Jupiter tests you by giving good things. Jupiter, if it's very strong in your chart, if it's very powerful in your chart, either by angle or by rulership or through trines, and definitely sextiles, Jupiter gives you that sort of assist at the time that you need it to get up and over the barrier. Uh, perhaps the easiest way to think of Jupiter is really kind of like your celestial guardian angel. It's always looking out after you. And um, as long as you follow the path that is good, then Jupiter will look after you in turn. And so there's a sort of moral conscience quality to Jupiter as well. If you do things are, that are good, then more good comes to you. And so this is an equation that's kind of easy to follow. Well, if I go and do things, more good things will come to me. And so, you know, people automatically think, okay, doing good things uh, brings more good in my life. And, and, and that's terrific. I'm going to go and do good things. But that's not always the way that prosperity is seen in our society. Uh, prosperity can be seen as a you know, being uh, 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 an achiever, being successful, um, earning lots of money, getting fame and recognition. And indeed, according to the Florentine uh, philosopher and astrologer Marsilio Ficino, um, Jupiter was sort of seen as a planetary influence that ruled over the common world. In other words, it bestowed gifts on those who were seen as being very successful, but not successful necessarily in a charitable way. 
way, but successful in terms of I built a great company, I built a great church, I built a great following, I I have uh, I, I I created great success. You know, I've I've merged and acquired whole corporate empires across this globe, and I'm a very famous person. You know, I've I I, I have influence that that spreads across uh, continents and time zones. Okay, and so well, I'm not sure if Marcelo Ficino was that familiar with time zones and things like that. But anyway, uh, the idea was that Jupiter favored people who lived in this world, whereas Saturn, Saturn was sort of given um, a sort of rulership over academics and contemplatives, people who had turned their back on this world and sought an inner truth or truth away from the easy temptations of money, fame, and glory. So this idea of doing good, and you will be uh, rewarded for doing good, started out as a sort of charitable idea, but it became as what I just described, really kind of a, a drive for prosperity. And the more prosperous I become, uh, the more that that proves that I'm favored by God or by fate. Um, and 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 I need to build on this, you know, so, so I can sort of like take over my corner of the world and maybe, you know, take over the world itself or something along those lines. I mean, that's where, you know, the sort of hubristic qualities of Jupiter can sort of uh, show up in different astrological interpretations. It's the idea that the more um, famous and, and successful, the more emboldened I become and the more that I want, you know, these sorts of qualities. But let's dial it back and get back to Jupiter and what Jupiter's message really is. Jupiter's message is, I'm going to give you good things, or good things are going to happen to you. You, you are going to experience good turns in fortune. You're going to see signs in your life that are confirming that the path that you're on is the right path that you should be on. Um, you will enjoy um, success with, with the people in your life, with love and with comforts and delightful things. And, and, and this is meant to make you an instrument of Jupiter. The big phrase for really understanding Jupiter is the idea of paying it forward. In other words, whatever good turn has been done to you, you go and do in turn for someone else, usually someone that you don't know. So it's not something like, um, you know, Sid did a favor for you down at the uh, garage and you're going to pay Sid back with a favor of, of doing something for Sid and his family. That's getting into someone's good graces. And that's not really what the Jupiter message here is about. Uh, the Jupiter message is to sort of go outside the reciprocity. Um, it's to go outside feathering your nest, uh, you know, with good friends and family members and things like that. It's to go outside that. So if a good tur turn or good deed is done to you, you in turn go and do a good deed for someone else. Uh, hopefully someone you don't even know. Hopefully someone that you will never have any sort of um, uh, uh, maybe close friendship with. Some The whole point was that it be someone who was a stranger. Okay, someone that you that you don't know. And so this is how Jupiter exerts its influence of benevolence in the world. It it brings good to you so that you become an instrument of good 
for others. And this is what both benefics do. Uh, Venus brings good to you through another person. Venus is very one-on-one in the way that it relates and brings benevolence into your life. And Jupiter, Jupiter is more about the community. Um, it's more about a group of people or or really society. And um, if you follow the tradition or if you're familiar with the tradition of Xenia in Greece, which is the uh, uh, translates as guest friendship, it's doing good for those that you do not know. Um, and, and so you're just in a position to do good. And so by doing this, you're you're being an, an instrument of benevolence in the world. It's a very simple idea. And Jupiter tests us through that. Now, how does Jupiter test us through that? Does Jupiter say to us, you know, you're only going to get good things as long as you do good for other people? No, it doesn't do that. What Jupiter does is that by bringing good things in your life, is that making you someone who's privileged? Is that making you someone who gets a little bit more like, you know, well, I'm living a good life? You know, does it make you judgmental? Does it say, well, I've gone and done these things and I've gotten good things in my life? And and for those people who haven't gotten good things in their lives, well, it's because they must uh, suffer from some sort of fault in their character, some sort of fault in their moral character. Maybe they didn't work as hard. Maybe they did bad things you know, in this life to bring about bad things. Maybe they, maybe they did bad things in a past life. Maybe they, maybe they were absolute horrors for the last 23 past lives. And now that's why they're suffering this right now in this life and in this world. Well, I have nothing to do with that. They brought it upon themselves. I'm going to continue uh, doing the things that reward my best efforts here on this planet. So you see where it can be a little bit deceptive. You, you, you can see where too much good can actually turn you into a not very good or not very nice person. It's not really self-involvement. It becomes, you know, remember, there's the element of philosophy to Jupiter as well as moral conscience. Um, it can become this kind of uh, justification. It can become this kind of, you know, well, I've done these good things. And and maybe you surround yourself with people who say, oh, you've done good things and you, you bestow things upon them. You bestow little good things upon them. And they say, yes, yes, yes. And we agree. And we will support you in any and all endeavors as long as you feed the tall, you know sort of thing. And then so Jupiter can lead one to live in a world of one's own, where one, it might be surrounded by sycophants, or one might be surrounded by people who are hoping to get good things from you. And you can live in this kind of luminosity, you know, which is based on I'm a good person, I'm rewarded for my success and my prosperity. And those who aren't rewarded, I'm not going to look at twice, because they must have done something bad to deserve the short changes that they've gotten. You know, they must have done something bad to deserve the recycling of misfortune in their lives. I mean, you can hear it used lots of times and rationales of, of, of people in which they rationalize the uh, those who have less as bringing it upon themselves and not having the correct moral fiber. And so this is where Jupiter can actually become quite disastrous. You know, those that phrase, too much of a good thing, this is an example of what happens to people when they have too much 
of a good thing. They stop sharing, they stop caring, they live in a world of their own making, and they uh, they, 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 they satiate or, or comfort their guilty conscience by making up rationalizations why others aren't doing as well, and only if they worked as hard as I do, or made the smart, wise decisions that I do, well, they would be a part of that, but they don't, and so that's why they suffer, and that's why they are neglected. So what does a Jupiter retrograde do? I know you're probably like wondering, okay, and what does a Jupiter retrograde do? Well, this is how a Jupiter retrograde works. Um, it, 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 in, in the run-up to when the planet is going to stop um, in the sky, it doesn't actually stop in the sky, but in the run-up to the planet when, when the planet, and run-up to the time when the planet stations and then turns retrograde, you will have noticed if you were particularly uh, born under Aries or the fire signs, so this would have gone for Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, because Jupiter turned retrograde in the zodiac sign of Aries, you would have noticed that there was a lot of confirmation, a lot of support for the things that you were going to do, and you were feeling like a, a real forward momentum in your life, like a real rush, like things were going to, you know, things were really finally on track and this is a good thing. Okay. And then Jupiter uh, turned retrograde. It turned retrograde um, on July 28th, which is fascinating because it turned retrograde on the day of the new moon in Leo. Okay, so Jupiter turned retrograde at eight degrees Aries on July 28th when there was a new moon in Leo. And why that's interesting is that Jupiter will come out of retrograde on November 23rd, uh, right when there's a new moon in Sagittarius. So you sort of see how it's dinging, ding, you know, it's dinging the fire signs there. It turned retrograde on a new moon in Leo and it comes out of retrograde on a new moon in Sagittarius. So when uh, Jupiter turns retrograde, it's really literally like this feeling um, that someone has pulled the plug on all the good things that were coming into your life. Okay, so so this was happening. This was confirming right path. I'm getting all these signals from the universe. I'm feeling like I'm really on a roll. And then all of a sudden, someone pulled the plug on it. Okay, uh, you can liken it to wind changing direction. If you're on a sailing vessel or a little sailing boat or something like that, the wind changes direction. So, so here you are. Your your sail is full. You're you're moving forward. The wind changes direction. The sail sags, and you are looking around, and you 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 have to find an oar and start rowing for yourself. This is what happens when Jupiter turns retrograde, and so it sort of reverses the direction or pulls the plug really on the prosperity on the feelings of prosperity and the feelings of success. And what this does is that it tests your conviction. It tests your faith is really what it does. Did you, do you, do you believe in the things that you were doing at the time? Did you like the path that you were on? Did you like um, the way the world was looking? Did you Were you um, uh, responding in, in an enthusiastic way to the vision of your future that was being shown you? You know, and was this something that you were like, this is so wonderful. I feel finally like, like I'm going somewhere in my life. And was your reaction to that change or that dip in fortune or enthusiasm or that slowing of momentum, was your reaction like, hmm, oh, well, I guess it's not going to work out this time. So what? I'll just let it go. I'll, I'll go and find something else to do. I mean, it was nice while it lasted, but, you know, do dreams really come true? 
you know, was that your reaction? Did you sort of accept like that's as far as you were going to go and uh, go and pick up with the with what you were doing in your life uh, before then? Or, or did you say to yourself, I liked what was unfolding in my life? I liked where things were going. I felt like I was on top of the world and like I, I, I had this sense of purpose in my life. I want that, you know, but then how do I explain these setbacks? How do I explain feeling abandoned by Jupiter? How do I explain the sense of being adrift or there being no momentum or push forward in my life? Well, well, maybe I have to go and rely upon myself. How do you rely upon yourself? Well, you might become more resourceful. You might refuse to give up the fight. Um, or you might, you might say that this is about having faith. You know, you might say, there's nothing I can do right now, you know, to, to move this forward. This, this isn't happening right now. But just because it's not happening right now doesn't mean that it wasn't meant to be. Okay. And so what happens here is that it's about kindling that little flame, you know, of faith inside of yourself and holding it and tending to it. You know, it's about stepping away from the rejection. It's about stepping away from the disappointment. It's about stepping away from the circumstances that said to you at the time, see how foolhardy you're being. See how silly you are. The circumstances are against you. Your life situation is against you. You have no resources. This is simply not going to happen. Go back, go back, go back to the life you were living before and give up these silly, foolish dreams. Well, where would we be if the explorers in our civilization and the discoverers gave up on their dreams and their visions? Where would we be? All right. And so this is, again, what Jupiter is all about. So if you abandoned and left this path, and, and maybe circumstances were such that you had to, and that's understandable, but if you abandoned this, this path, maybe it really wasn't for you. You didn't have the belief in it. And there's no shame in that, you know, or obligations came up that said, you simply aren't going to be able to do this right now. So you're, you're going to have to come back and dial it down and, 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 and live like this. But for those of you, or, or maybe you even said to yourself, eh, I wasn't that into it anyway. It's not a big deal. So what? I'll just, you know, you, you laughed it off or rationalized it or excused it in some way. But for those of you who held on to it, Okay, for those of you who said circumstances are right, aren't right, timing isn't right. Um, you know, maybe I'm upsetting too many people. Maybe I'm, you know, uh, making a decision to walk out on a boss or a relationship, and I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, I should. But, but you know what? I do believe that this is right. I do believe that this is the my path. I do believe that this is something that's calling to me. I do believe that I'm receiving a calling card for my higher purpose. All right. And you held on to that, you know, what you're going to experience when Jupiter moves forward again. Okay. On November 23rd is almost kind of like your computer booting up <laughs> might be the best analogy for that. Or another one is 
the wind filling your sails again. You're going to start experiencing this enthusiasm again. You're going to start experiencing this excitement again. You're going to start realizing this was the only choice I could have made. I mean, you know, uh, we're not all given, by the way, the only choice you could possibly make. Okay. But when we're talking about Jupiter in this context, it's like, it kind of has to be the only choice that you could possibly make, you know? And so that, that, that verve, that enthusiasm, that belief will well up inside of you again, and it will push you forward. It will push you down a path, and it could be a spiritual path. It could be a creative path. It could be a path in which it looks like you're doing, making choices that are going to run contrary to the people who rely on you, who depend on you in your life, but you know that it's a path that you have to follow. It could be a path where you're walking out on a job or prosperity, or it could be a path that leads to, you know, a prosperity or more than prosperity, a fulfillment, you know, that really sort of speaks to your spirit. This is something that will start up again, like rumbling engines to move you forward. Okay. And so that when Jupiter re-enters Aries, okay, in December, later uh, December, I think it's around December 20th, when Jupiter re-enters Aries, there's going to be that sense of like, ending things because it, Jupiter came out of retrograde in Pisces and Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. Why is it the last sign of the Zodiac? Because it is the last sign of the agricultural year. The new year begins with the spring equinox. So there will be this period between November and December 20th when you, when you end something you 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 or you come out of hiding or you come out of your cocoon or something along those lines and then there's this feeling of moving forward again but but don't expect an overnight conversion or a sudden miracle it will start it will start as a small little flame but what you want to do is tend that flame tend that flame and care for that flame and it will begin to grow and it will begin to illuminate your life to such an extent that when the sun enters Aquarius, which is going to be around uh, January 19th, it will pick up on that air energy and it will move you forward. And that's something that you definitely have to look forward to going into the year 2023. My first astrology reading literally changed my life. I was in the midst of a significant dark night of the soul, and that reading gave me the hope and confidence that I needed to continue on my path, no matter how challenging things were. I've had the pleasure of seeing the impact that a high quality reading can have on thousands of our community members. This is why we at Astrology Hub have been working so hard to create a platform where you can find and book astrology readings with the most trusted and experienced astrologers in the world. We've created a new platform called Astrologer Connect, and we've been testing it with our Inner Circle members with great success. So I'm inviting you to get on the waitlist now so you can be first to book when we do open the platform. You can go to astrologyhub.com slash readings and secure your spot today. I can't wait to hear your story after you've had the chance to consult with one of our amazing astrologers, many of whom you've met here on the podcast. Getting on the waitlist is completely free and it doesn't bind you to anything. Go to astrologyhub.com slash readings today. Hi there. I'm Amy Escobar, a producer of the Horoscope Highlight Show with Christopher Renstrom. Thanks for tuning in to the Astrology Hub Podcast Network. If you love the show, 
please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share it. And if you don't know how to do that, here's how you can leave a review in Apple Podcasts on iPhone. Make sure you're on the landing page for the Astrology Hub podcast and not an individual episode. Scroll down to the bottom until you reach ratings and reviews. Click one of the five stars under tap to rate to leave a rating. And under the most recent review, tap the write a review button. And if you're on another device, just find out how to leave a review on whatever podcast player you use. Then share what you love about the show or how it helps you navigate your life. We'd love to hear your stories. And by doing this, you make it possible to make shows like Horoscope Highlights happen every week. Thank you again for tuning in, for being a part of our community, and for making astrology a part of your life.